Hey, She Family, this is Trish, and thanks for tuning in to another episode of Pieces of She. As you all know, the She in Pieces of She stands for Shared Human Experience. This podcast was created because I simply refuse to believe that humanity is dead. Asleep, maybe, but dead? Nope. In this space, we see just how similar we really all are. We go through similar experiences, different emotions such as happiness, sadness, excitement, grief, etc. I think we all need a little reminder every now and then that people are just that, people. I hope you enjoy learning about the experiences of our next guest as we discuss topics that you might be dealing with or might have dealt with at one point in time. So let's go. Well, hey, She Family, how are you guys today? I am doing well. Um, I'm actually sitting here with an amazing woman. Uh, Her name is Tanita. And so, of course, you know I start off with my famous five. Um, This kind of gives me an idea who I'm dealing with. Um, So, Tanita is from Las Vegas. Uh, She's a Gen Xer. That's uh, 1971. And... uh, So hers is a little weird as far as, not weird, but it's different. Um, She grew up, started out in a two-parent household, and when she was about 14 years old, then she was in a single-parent household with her mom, Um, and then when she was 16, um, was in a single-parent household with her dad, and then moved out on her own when she was about 23. So she's got a mixture there of her household type. Um, She has... It's seven of them as far as siblings. So she has six siblings, and she's, she makes seven. And out of all of the siblings, she is the oldest. Um, and her sign, she's a Taurus. And I'm finding lately that I like Taurus women. I do. I, I think y'all y'all cool. Um, I don't know. I don't know what it is, but, but it's cool. So welcome, Tanita. Is there anything else about you that you want us to know? Thank you for having me. Yep. Um, anything else about me? Oh, I'm going to be brutally honest right now and tell okay. everyone that I am a procrastinator. and But I like to try and keep busy. Okay. So, I don't know how that works. <laughs> that's what I do. That's who I am. Well, I'll tell you, uh, I think the procrastinator bug um, is very busy these days. Because I myself have been bitten. <laughs> and I want to change that. I really do. I don't like it. Um, and it, and it, it, it's normally in things that I don't really... Either, either something that I don't want to do or that I don't know how to do or that uh, I'm kind of iffy about or nervous about or something like that then I procrastinate on those things but the things that I want to do and I'm like with it I'm Earl I'm there like well okay what are we gonna do <laughs> so uh, I don't know if yours is the same but that's that's just me some of them I share some, some of the things that you discussed we have the same respect yeah I just... <laughs> when you are here we are together and we are going to discuss these five topics um, and she family, just so you know, uh, people never really know the topics that I'm going to talk about until they actually get in front of me. So I actually did share with her the five topics that we're going to talk about, um, right before we came on air. 
And the first one is self-care. So the reason why I asked this question is because there's so much going on in the world and it seems as if the world is nonstop. And I think a lot of that is due to social media and just information overload. Um, and I don't think that a lot of people are taking time out to pause and to care for themselves because I really feel like if people don't take care of themselves that they can't take care of others. So that's just my thought, but I just wanted to know what you thought about self-care and then if you do things or what type of things you do to care for yourself. The, I do agree with what you, with your statements. I do think that I have not been one to care for myself individually mm -hmm. with the exception of, I call it my pamper days, which is every other Friday. Okay. Um, but Is it like payday Friday? <laughs> no, it's where I, where I go get my manicures, pedicures. But that's still, it's not, I'm still interacting with others. I'm still, you know, concerning myself with the things that go on in everyday life. I'm married, so I worry about my husband. Mm -hmm. I worry about um, my mother, my brothers, mm -hmm. my, my brother and um, my dad and my sisters. So I'm always worrying about something. I don't know how to take care of myself. Mm. So I don't know how to uh, turn it off. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. I'm tense every day at work. Mm. I mean, everything, I'm just a big ball of, a big knot mm -hmm. from the time I leave the gym in the morning until I come home at night. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Um, I'm not very good at uh, detaching from what's going on in the world around me. I like to be, I, I don't like to be involved. And when I find myself trying to think about things to do, like meditation, mm -hmm. um, disconnecting. Mm -hmm. um, my husband is gone every weekend uh, for the next couple of months. So I've been thinking, okay, when you're at home on the weekend, just shut down. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. I can't even do that. Mm -hmm. I still find something else to do. So I don't know quite how to shut down. I've asked about, you know, going into, I've asked people friends of mine about going into a room mm -hmm. um, in my home, making it a war room mm -hmm. where I would mm -hmm. just sit and, but I'm afraid to do that because I'm a little leery of like what God will share with me. Okay. So I don't, I haven't done that. So no, I'm not very good at self-care. I've not done, I've not disconnected at all. Yeah. Well, just know that it's, it's vital. It is. And so, um, if there's anything I can do, um, let me know. Okay. I can give you some suggestions, things like that, because um, I'm all, I am the same way. Um, I'm kind of like the go-to person for a lot of different people. <laughs> and it, it gets overwhelming. So, I have to find the time to sit with myself. And don't be afraid of what God's going to show you because um, our way is scary. Our way is confusing. Our way is, um, you know, not knowing. But God actually has a plan for every one of our lives. You know what I mean? Yes. So, and God is the only 
person or uh, I don't, I don't want to say person because, you know, God is the only God that can show you the way. So, yeah. don't <laughs> well, be. All of that deep in my heart. Yeah. Just afraid of what I know. will be revealed. I get it. Yeah. But you're I right. I get it. You're right. Yeah. You're right. Well, good. Well, thanks for sharing that because I feel like a lot of people feel that exact same way. I really do. Just um, even, you know, down to the scared of, and and I I hope you don't take this the wrong way, but scared of the truth. Mm -hmm. (laughs) You know? That's exactly what it is. That's exactly what it is. So, I get it. Um, Okay. So, let's move on to topic number two. Now, this topic, the reason why I brought this topic up is because I'm running into a lot of people lately that literally, they don't want to take responsibility for their own actions. And it bugs me. It really bugs me. Like... I've always, I feel like I've always been the type of person where if I screw up or if I mess up or if I make somebody feel a certain type of way that I didn't, you know, that I, I, I didn't mean to make them feel that way, you know, but if I did, I'm one to say, you know what, I, I messed up and I'm sorry. And I did not mean to do that. Like if I, what can I do to fit? Like I'm that type of person. But I'm really finding lately that a lot of people will, instead of um, accepting um, and being accountable for, for their actions, they actually just avoid it and just don't talk about it, don't look at it, don't address it, don't nothing. And it's, it, it, it's mind boggling to me. So my question to you is, do you hold yourself accountable for the things that you do and say in this world? Um, or, I mean, do, do you avoid the situation and, and in hopes that it would go away? Um, how do you deal with that type of, you know, um, when it comes even to other people and, and, and you're dealing with it? How, how, how do you see accountability? For me personally, I do I do hold myself accountable in certain situations. Mm-hmm. Now, if I'm having a disagreement with my husband, I'm not gonna hold myself <laughs> as accountable. But um, and of course, I am. I have been wrong. I am wrong. I will say that. But I I have not with him. I have not been totally honest mm-hmm. and held myself accountable. Um, but I'll try and fix it. Although I haven't said anything or I haven't apologized for anything, I will try and fix whatever it is that I've done Mm -hmm. to cause the disagreement. Mm -hmm. At work, on the other hand, when I make a mistake, I'll own it. Mm -hmm. Um, I've been, I've thought that I was, um, I've made some inappropriate statements, I guess. I won't say that they're racist, but um, I thought that this, (laughs) I thought someone was of some nationality. And they weren't. I actually used a stereotype towards them, and they told me that they weren't that. And I was like, oh. so I went to HR because mm. I didn't know if anyone was going to say anything because I was wrong. Right. And making the assumption number one. Yeah. Um, the stereotype 
never do that. Mm-hmm. And so I went to HR and I said, well, I did this. Yeah. Just in case someone says yeah. something to y'all. Yeah. This is what I've done. So I do hold myself accountable at work. Mm-hmm. I do my best to hold myself accountable with my friends. Mm-hmm. Because those are things... Um, my friends are someone I know that I can rely on mm-hmm. through anything. So I want to be as honest mm-hmm. as I can with them and, you know, be as forthright. Yeah. So if I can and I'm being honest with you and I'm telling you that either I made a mistake yeah. or I lied to you about something, <laughs> it's best that I right. say something to you at that time. So my friends, I hold myself a little bit more accountable and at work. I do. I believe in accountability. And society has made it a lot easier for people to say, to not be accountable. Yes. We provide excuses for everything. And when I say we, I mean society. And I am a member of society. Yeah. So we provide excuses. We allow them. People going around murdering groups of people. And we're going to say that the Caucasian person, white person, is medically unstable mm-hmm. or mentally ill mm-hmm. but if someone else does it we don't provide them that same uh, outlet mm-hmm. it's not fair Yeah. but we will roll right with it everyone rolls right with it no one says anything about anything else it's the black person had on a hoodie and he looks suspicious but the white person is mentally ill mm-hmm. that's not that's not okay mm-hmm. so society allows people to have, make excuses or we provide excuses people when they are doing things wrong yeah yeah well I, I i will say as far as that is concerned i um t- let's see today is what october uh seven. 7th so i do know that saturday october 6th that society uh told the world that you d- there's you don't need proof you don't, um, <laughs> it doesn't matter that, that, that this happened years and years ago, that I'm, I, a person does not have to be held accountable for what they did in their high school years, and they could have the highest seat in the United States of America. And I'm talking about Brett Kavanaugh was confirmed yesterday, and that, yeah, that's that's the epitome of what you just said. That society has done that. So I feel your pain. I feel it. And all that is based off of color. Well, I can't say that because Clarence Thomas was also confirmed. He was also confirmed. And that's why I knew he would be uh, Kavanaugh would be confirmed if they let him. There's no way in the world They're not gonna that they weren't gonna. <laughs> I'm sorry. You know, so hey. <laughs> All right, well, very good, very good. Um, third topic authenticity. This kind of piggybacks off the topic that we just spoke about a little bit, in a little bit. But I brought up authenticity because I actually do. Um, I'm a Scorpitarius, and what that means is I'm half uh, Scorpio <laughs> and half Sagittarius. I'm on the cusp, all right? So I, I believe that Scorpios have a built-in 
psychic mechanism that just helps us to see through people. It, it just does. I've been like that my whole life. I mean, I'm talking about since I was five years old. You know, I, 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 would, I would see some of my dad's friends and I'd say, um, I don't like him. <laughs> or, oh, I don't like her. Or, you know what I mean? And he wouldn't know, like, why. Like, he would say, well, why? It was just, it's, they're not right. Something wasn't right. You know what I mean? So I'm saying authenticity because I do have this ability and I deal with people daily, you know, at work, at the grocery store, at, uh, you know, my in my neighborhood. Um, and I'm finding more and more that people are not living authentically. I'm finding more that people are, they're representative of themselves. Um, is being introduced to other people instead of them. And I don't know if that's, uh, you know, a trust thing, or I don't know if that's, you know, uh, if they're afraid, I don't know, like, what is it about being authentic um, that scares people? So I'm asking you a couple of things. One, do you live your authentic life? And then two, um, how do you deal with other people that either may or may not be authentic with you. <clears throat> do I live, number one, do I live my authentic life? I'm going to say, yes, I do now. Mm -hmm. um, let's see, prior to a year ago, mm -hmm. maybe not. And when I, I say that because forever, I was always, I always had a partner for, forever. Mm -hmm. And I always thought that that was more accepted so dealing with that being authentic means am I going to be accepted for who I am mm -hmm. is someone going to like me for who I am mm -hmm. it takes a while to grow up and realize that it doesn't matter what others think but you have to accept yourself mm -hmm. and then worry you initially worry about other people accepting you mm -hmm. it's never crossed my mind younger or even not until realist real uh, <laughs> not realistically not until uh, last year that mm -hmm. I have to accept who I am. Mm -hmm. um, I've always been uh, a people pleaser. Okay. So in doing that, you know, you're always putting, to me, that fake person forward. Mm -hmm. The person that someone's going to accept, whether it's you um, giving, doing. But all, all the while, when you're alone or in your mind, you're thinking, this is some bullshit. Yeah. <laughs> But you're doing it. You're right. continue to do it. Right. And I've done that for a long time. Yeah. For a very long time. And so, um, I bring up up until last year when I cut my hair off, completely cut off mm -hmm. all of my hair. Mm -hmm. The big chop is what they refer to it as. Yeah. And it took me a while because for me, I have a tough time not wearing earrings. I think I look more like my father, so I think I look more masculine than I do. So it took a while for me to get used to that. So I hopped right into braids. I did, you know, I'm still, and I'm comfortable with my short hair. Mm -hmm. And it doesn't make me any less of a person. It mm -hmm. doesn't, it makes me, I did worry, I'm, I'm going back, I did worry more about what, how it would be perceived at work mm -hmm. because I had, 
I no longer had the straight hair, which is more acceptable, widely right. acceptable. I had my curly hair, which I did not know what to do with it when I first <laughs> decided to <laughs> do the, the haircut, cut my hair off. Yeah. But it was, it was more or less what other people were going to think about me. Mm. I even had a conversation with my husband. I'm like, are you going to be okay with me in my short hair? Uh, although I naturally had short hair. I didn't never have been a long hair person. I had short hair, but it was always straight. Mm. So curly hair, you know, it's drawn to your mm -hmm. head. It's not, it's not long. I'm very familiar long. with African-American <laughs> hair. <laughs> so I was having a hard time and, Eventually, I did it, and I felt good coming out, um, doing it. Not coming out, but doing it. But it took me a while to, you know, spending time with yourself. Previously, we talked about self-care. Mm -hmm. um, spending time with yourself and getting to know who you are, mm -hmm. those are things that are also a part of self-care. Yes. But they're also defining who you are and how authentic you can be within yourself and to others. Yes. So it takes time to realize or even to come into that reality of who you are. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Who, and sometimes I do um, struggle because I think that, you know, people see me different uh -huh. if I'm not acting the way that they think I should behave. Gotcha. So it's a, um, it's a, it's a very, very um, uh, minute or very it's not a very strong it's not a strong thing in my life but I do have a hard time because I'm I'm not sure where I fall in certain things but I'm okay now being mm -hmm. who I am mm -hmm. um, sometimes I say inappropriate things mm -hmm. and I mean I'll use the colorful adjectives mm -hmm. when speaking to even people that may be a lot older than me mm -hmm. but when they say that you know, that refer to me, respect is respect. Mm -hmm. I don't, I'm not just going to respect you because of where you are, mm -hmm. who you are. I need to feel respected as well. Mm -hmm. So if you're not going to respect me, and I encounter this more at work, well, if you're not going to respect me, guess what? I'm not going to respect you either. Mm -hmm. So we'll have those, I'll have tough talks. I've had, I just had a tough talk with, um, my big boss mm -hmm. about some things that I wanted to share with her, which was tough for me because she's yeah. also my mentor. Yeah. So it was a little tough, but I did it because it only helped her. Right. So if that means having those tough talks, telling people where they stand, and losing people along the way, then I admire who I am. Yep. And I believe in me. Well, I love that. I think that's so amazing that you're you're here in in this in your journey you know in in your life's journey i think that um it's amazing i think that a lot of people do go through this whole thing called life and never really know who the fuck they really are you know what i mean like i think that that's like you're gonna have to come back and redo this shit because you didn't you didn't do it you know what i mean so um i i i I admire where you are right now. I really do. And um, I thank God that my father taught me at a very young age um, to be me. 
and not give a damn about what people think about me. As long as I was okay with me, then I'm good. And as long as I'm doing, you know, the best that I can and not offending people, you know, on purpose and purposely doing things. Now, I mean, if if what I do offends people, then maybe those people may not want to hang around me. And I'm okay with that. (laughs) And I've always been okay with that. Um, They're not my people, you know? I, I have certain people, and I ain't for everybody, and that's that's for damn sure. Uh, <laughs> so I get it, and continue on your journey. Be yourself, love yourself, and and do it. So I yeah. love it. Yay! <laughs> um, all right, so we are on our next topic, and this topic is um, near and dear to me now. I say it, it's it's friendship. That's the topic. Um, the reason why I brought this topic up is because I found that the older I get, I really, really do value real friendship. Um, and I don't have a lot of friends. I realize that. I do not have a lot of friends. My circle, my friendship circle is amazingly small. <laughs> and And I'm okay with it, though. Because um, I'm more for the, the quality, you know, of the friendship and, and not the, the quantity. I don't need a bunch of friends to, to be okay with who I am. I have a very small circle. And um, I just wanted to know how you felt about friendship. Do you have a lot of friends? Um, you know, do you have different categories for friends? Like, how, how does friendship show up for you? So, since I was young, I've never, I've never had a bunch of female friends anymore. Mm-hmm. I've never had a bunch of friends. Um, I've always been a person who's kept to herself. Mm-hmm. Um, and I believe that I've been that way because it was, it was just my brother and I. Mm-hmm. So, um, majority of our time, I was spent with my brother. And there were just things that you don't share with a boy. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So, I didn't share a lot of things with him. So, I didn't, I just never had the idea to share certain things with anyone else that I allowed into my life. Mm-hmm. So, I would be selective. I've only had uh, maybe two best friends in my life. Mm-hmm. Um, and I don't talk to either one of them. No, I talk to one of them now, but not nowhere near as a friend should. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't have any childhood friends. I have not grown up with friends since I was five. I don't have mm-hmm. any of that. My husband has that and a couple of my friends have that, but I don't have mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, And I think it's because I have always think that I think that the things that I've done or the things that I've wanted to share with people would cause people to judge me. Mm-hmm. And I'm not putting myself in a position to be judged by anyone. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, so I don't share a majority of the things that go on with me. Mm-hmm. And I've only been selective with friends. And then at that time, I didn't share a lot with the people that I did mm-hmm. consider mm-hmm. Um, my best friends. So friends are, they're valuable. They, they open your eyes to things that you never would have seen. Mm-hmm. They tell you who you are. Mm-hmm. They call you out on who you are. Mm-hmm. Um, and my circle of friends, I think I only truly have two. 
but I don't I don't have a circle of friends. Mm-hmm. I've never been the type of woman to have a bunch of friends. Yeah, yeah. Um, the majority of that, I mean, part of that also is because I did a lot of things that I needed to keep to myself. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I'm not the uh, I'm not. I believe in um, if you do dirt. You, you are the only one. You don't know, share that with Take anybody. Take it to the grave. You don't know, share it with anybody. I'm taking it to the grave. So friends are far and few between. I have some associates that I um, converse with and hang out with. Mm-hmm. But I don't consider them to be friends. Friends. I don't. I just have a very small circle of friends. Mm-hmm. People that I know that I can trust. That this is... And my husband is also a friend of mine, so I'll I'll expand my circle from more than two. Mm-hmm. But he is a really good friend of mine. Mm-hmm. I know that I could share things with him, and I can trust my friends and my husband with my life. Mm-hmm. And if those things matter to me, no matter how secretive I am or how much stuff I keep to myself, yeah. those people are always going to be there for me. So yeah. I don't I don't have to worry about that. But yeah. I. I don't know, I just, I've seen the girl and the guy and the, I mean, I have friends now who tell me that they have best friends, Mm -hmm. but they're sharing all their best friends' business with me. Mm -hmm. I don't want to be in that Mm -hmm. Mm circle. I don't need, if you're sharing your best friend's business with me, then that means you're going to be sharing my business with someone else. Yeah. So I don't believe in that. I don't believe in, that's part of the reason why I don't tell people stuff. Right, right. That's part of the reason why I don't. And I suffer because I hold it all in. Yeah. But then I stand a chance of somebody sharing my business Mm -hmm. or somebody judging me and saying things that I don't think are appropriate. And I'm probably guilty of myself. Mm -hmm. I'm not going to say I'm not um, when it comes to saying things about people, but I don't want to be judged. Yeah. And I damn sure don't have the right to judge anyone else. Right. So... Well, hopefully on your journey of authenticity, you will um, find that your small circle of friends are going to be there and they're not going to judge you. (laughs) I'm none of that. Just saying. I'm sure they got dirt too. (laughs) I'm just saying. All right, cool. Well, thank you for sharing that. I appreciate that on uh, on friendship. And we are on our last topic. Yay! Five topics. I don't know what's up with this five thing for me. I like the number five. Is that your favorite number? I don't know. I'm just it, it intrigues me lately. Okay. The number five. I'm gonna I'm gonna look it up and I'm gonna see if it, if it means something. Okay. I don't know. Um, and I see five 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 all the time too. Like um. At the, when I look up at the time, mm-hmm. I'll see five, five, five. So it must mean it something. Means something. Mm-hmm. Look it up. <laughs> God trying to tell me something. <laughs> um, all right. So last topic is uh, family. So I know that you mentioned that you have six siblings, mm-hmm. um, but when we were talking, uh, I don't, I don't know which. I think it was, I think it was just this last topic, friendship. You mentioned you and your brother. So how? When you say family, uh, my family's a little different because my parents were never married. Never. We're never together, even. Apparently, they were together on uh, some Valentine's Day or something like that because uh, I was born. But anyway, um, <laughs> so my family situation is a little bit different. Um, my mom's side of the family... <laughs> um, 
I'll, I'll just say that it's, it's dysfunctional. And I'll say that drugs have played a very big role in that dysfunction. Um, my father's side of the family, um, I'll say that I, I, I think that side of the family really all loves each other. Um, however, are not very loving, you know, or affectionate in that way. Um, but I think everybody knows that everybody loves each other. Um, but in, in that, in, in that side of the family, religion has kind of like separated a lot of that family. So that kind of like, you know, so whereas drugs on the one side, then you got religion on the other side, you know, different religions and things like that. So some people don't talk to some people because they're not in that religion. I mean, it's, it's weird. So, um, family for me is a little bit different because I kind of cling to my husband's family and that became my family. And so... I ask this question because family is not always um, the same people that have the same blood running through their veins as you do. You know, sometimes you got to make your family. And that, that's just in my situation. So I'm, I just want to know how family shows up for you and, you know, how your whole family dynamic is and how important it is for you to have family. So to me, family is important, but I too, uh, my mother's family... My grandmother and grandfather recently passed, but um, they were a family that loved each other, but they never expressed love um, unless it was someone giving something. Um, my father's family, they were, um, majority of them were uh, drug dealers or users, and so, uh, the boys, I should say, and that, that played a role in his life, but for me, um, my dad overcame and he's a very successful person mm -hmm. my mother is um who she is she's going to <laughs> she loves us we know that she loves us but she doesn't express it like there's mm -hmm. no hugging no kissing no mm -hmm. um there's none of that um and i'm i'm an affectionate person so my love is showed through my affection and um my husband's family they have been uh there are three boys and him included um and then his mother and his dad. But they have been so warm in welcoming mm -hmm. me into mm -hmm. their family. Mm -hmm. And it has changed the dynamic for me. My my two brothers, um, my husband's two brothers, are both married. And their wives were also warm and welcoming. And they've invited us. I mean, it's like we all travel together. We all do things together. Very little um, disagreement on anything. Mm -hmm. um, but my dad's... Two younger daughters right beneath me. I'm mm -hmm. very close to them. Mm -hmm. I socialize. We hang out. We talk. We, I mean, everything. We converse on many different levels about Because I'm the oldest. Mm -hmm. And they're in their 20s. And they're mm -hmm. asking me about things um, when it comes to relationships. Whatever it is. They will talk to me. And they talk to me about their mother and their father. So, <laughs> that's interesting. <laughs> but, um... So family, my family is like broken up into pieces. I'm really close gotcha. to my dad. Yeah. Um, I've always been a daddy's girl. Mm. But there are some things that has distanced me from him because of some some of the things he's refused to share, the things that he his secrets, mm -hmm. um, his family secrets that he's kept. So that's mm. been a that's played a major role in why I'm not as um, close to him as I used to be. Mm -hmm. um, but other than that. 
my family is dysfunctional in that my immediate family, my mom, my dad, and my brother Troy and I are not close at all. Mm. Now, I'm I'm the go-between for everybody. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, but God, God works in mysterious ways, and I believe he's working that out for us now. But um, I'm the go-between. Whenever either one of them is experiencing an issue, they come to me. Mm-hmm. So I have to filter information. Well, I'm <laughs> to the point now I don't filter anything. If y'all not talking, y'all not talking. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm sorry. Figure but I out. love you. Yeah. Individually. Yeah. But I'm not... I'll give you phone numbers and y'all can figure it out, but I'm not going to be the one to go. Right. I'm not doing that any longer. It's Because that puts more pressure. Yeah. It takes away from me. Yeah. And I don't want to do it anymore. But that's how my family does it. It's really, you're right about um, choosing your family. Mm-hmm. There, are, there are times that we're born, we didn't get to choose these people. Mm-hmm. So now I've ch- chosen to call people family members mm-hmm. that are not biologically my family. Yeah. I don't I'm I have not been blessed to have any children and I won't be able to have any. But one of my girlfriend's daughters, um, she actually gave me a birthday card and she told me that I was like a mother to her. Aww. So that made me feel really good. Because yeah. I have always struggled with not being a mom. So gotcha. when she gave me that card then she and that's whose birthday I went to celebrate yesterday. But she gave me that card that made me feel really good because mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I, I don't, I'm never gonna have that experience. Mm-hmm. But it really um, touched my heart. So I have a daughter that's 16. Yeah. <laughs> um, but um, so I have I have family and I love my family dynamic. I yeah. wouldn't change it for the yeah, world. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I would hope that our family, my immediate family and extended family, would be able to get along. Mm-hmm. But that's just not the way that. It worked, so I but I feel it. loved. Good, um, no matter what. Yeah. So it's it is the way that it is. Family is the way that it is. Yeah. And you're there for those that you are biologically connected to, mm-hmm. whether you're talking to them or not. Right. You're still there for them. <laughs> yeah. So and you love them. You know, you do yeah. all the time. Um, well, good. Well, thank you. I, I this has been very enlightening for me. Um, I'm, I'm, of course, I'm taking some pieces from you, um, which is great, which I, I do. I take pieces from every single person that I interview, and I, that, that's what I love about, about what I do. Um, it, every time I have a, a she story, every time I experience a she story, um, it restores my faith in humanity because you see so much negative and so much bad going on in the world you know this is my moment to to stop and and for me this is this is self-care for me (laughs) so thank you i appreciate it um you guys i hope you guys thoroughly enjoyed that like i did um and hey if you guys want to share your story let me know i'd be happy to have you Um, on Pieces of She. Till next time. Well, there you have it. Another She story. I hope you all enjoyed our last guest and connected with them in some sort of way. If you have a story you'd like to share with the world, hit me up. You can email me at piecesofshe at hotmail.com or DM me on Instagram at pieces.of.she. 
I'd love to hear from you. Until next time, this is Trish.